It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the Bernabeu! That's a shaman! Giroud plays it in the middle! Ahead again! And Ramsey arriving! And Arsenal are back in front! Scores in the FA Cup final again! Just as he did in 24... Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Arsenal Editor Podcast. It's... Uh, been a while actually i'm i'm so i'm very sorry um it's life you know it's been up it's been down it's been good bits it's been bad bits uh but Arsenal been picking up points and um yeah i've had a really really enjoyable experience speaking to a lot of you i know that um i was actually over 80 of you uh that i spoke to um as you know we're building a website at the moment and there's some really really exciting plans that you know thankfully many of you have got in touch about and you're really keen to join so um that's been really fun and taken up a hell of a lot of time but it's been worth every minute so um really looking forward to taking that to the next step um and certainly sharing with the rest of you who don't know what i'm talking about um sharing more news about it but that will come in the coming weeks um and more will be revealed Ooh, very cryptic but um since we last spoke we picked up six points we played brentford and wolves um we'll speak about brentford a bit more detail today as i appreciate wolves was a lifetime ago and we've got wolves coming up again this week that's how long it's been so um but we've got steve from in the clock end podcast how are you doing steve i'm all good mate how, how have you been have we not recorded since wolves mate, been we that long? no we haven't done it we've we did a questions one um did i do a wolves one i don't think i did you know slacking mate no, i'm slacking i missed the week i missed the week and i'm i can only apologize poor. but that's poor form i oh, know hey mate it looks pretty Pretty bright in Worcester. You've got like an unbelievable. There's blue. a lovely sunset out there. Is that just like the? Is that just like the computer and the? No, no there's is... like a nice. There is a nice orange glow. That's mad because it's like dark out here. Oh no! To be fair, there is a glow. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking. It is good. Oh no! This is fair. this is the content the listeners sign up for. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Um, and what they can't see is that I've actually got two Mitre FA Cup balls in the background. Um. As you can kind of see on my top right but basically a guy called john who works for mitre has been really kind and out of their promotions that they've sent um with their new balls that they've got for the fa cup so the uh, mitre balls they've been playing with them and they're so much fun um they're like unbelievable balls i think they're worth like 120 quid but yeah pretty appreciate him sending them to me they light, light as a feather and my god do they move it's been great um the the most insulting thing really is that now that i've got the winter ball i realize that we're not actually in the fa cup anymore um but they are good to kick around so you know if anyone inter- interested in getting a ball get yourself on a ball mate but um yeah mate i've been i've been good i've been, I've been a lot of work um i've been to switzerland which was great um went to see see my family who, who live there um my dad lives there and it's been good but i did really enjoy you know getting to grips with with actually winning um, both away and at home against teams we should be beating. Um, and then seeing the team that we did beat, i.e. Wolves, then go and spank uh, Spurs, which was great. Um, obviously, then they got us back because they beat Man City again, which I'm really getting annoyed about. Kind of everything, can you? Kind uh, of it all. I know, but we'll, we'll we'll get into it, I'm sure. But um, let's let's focus on Brentford and like where we are in the league at the moment and how we're feeling. So, um, great great home victory I, I i thought really in all things considered what what were your overall thoughts um overall thoughts it would be very unbritish like of me if i didn't mention how cold it was we love to talk about the weather we've already done it yeah um, overall thoughts on brentford it was a wet windy saturday but 
on the football front. Yeah, it was all good, mate. I thought we played very well. Um, all yes. in all, I don't really think the the result really reflected the performance. I think we we were far more dominant, and we were probably a goal scorer away from you know winning that four or five nil. I honestly think we were that comfortable. Um, the little scare at the end. Mm. There was a moment you know, they had the late goal and they sort of, they went through right at the at the death, but they were offside. I don't know if you've seen the highlights back or if it shows that on the highlights. There was a there was a few nervy moments, um, but no, all in all, pretty yeah. good and yeah, back to back wins. Let's make it a third on Thursday and life's good, right? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And to be honest, like I I actually was in Switzerland for this, so I'm I missed uh Eunice the storm I missed the storm Eunice um but I heard it was very windy and so, so out of interest how much did this affect the game and like was it noticeable was the atmosphere different for it was the ball flying all over the gaff it didn't seem to register that much on on tv not no I, I would agree mm. um the, the ground definitely felt a lot emptier Maybe people couldn't come down. Well, that's just that's just the Emirates these days. Yeah. <laughs> We've just like mass amounts of empty seats um, scattered across the upper tiers. It, it was it was fine. Um, yeah, I think you know it's weird because it sort of it was pouring down right up until kickoff, and it sort of like eased up a little bit, which was which was nice. Um, I got I literally I ran pretty much from from uh, the pub it's near Highbury to the ground, mm. and I was I was wet through. So nice. What pub? was yeah? Uh, where did I go? That's a good question. It is a good question. Um, There's a few. Was it? Did you go to the chip shop? Didn't go to the chip shop. No. The Bank chip of Friendship. Shop. The Bank of Friendship. Bank of Friendship. Good pub. Good pub. But really yeah, good I, pub. First time I went there actually. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. They do a good uh, Guinness in there. Certainly one of my locals. Um, but um, that's great. And yeah, can, can we touch upon the, the Ramsdale video today? The your chips are. <laughs> Your chips, ah, oh, the semen brilliant. entrance at the end, like it just had it all. I didn't know where it was going at first. I thought, oh, this is gonna be a bit cringy, <laughs> and it wasn't. It was incredible. And they had Clive from the um, it, the Arsenal Vision podcast commentating on it. I don't know if you listened to that, but it's really good. Um, who who I actually met uh, a few weeks ago, but yeah, and he's got an unbelievable voice. But yeah, he he was commentating on it, all, which is good. We are um, unrivaled when it comes to adverts and retro, where. Mate. Like if if that if, if you could win like European Cups that sort of stuff, we'd have we'd have more trophies in Liverpool. Honestly, maybe we should. Maybe we should enter that. Maybe we should start it. Um, you know, kit competitions, kit launches, um, <laughs> adverts, sort of, yeah. Honestly, we, we nail it. It was. I, did. I, did, I, I was a bit like you. I was a bit like, where's this going? Where's this? It's it, yeah, and it, it just reminded me of Leicester yeah. when he does the little when he turns around. Yeah. And, your shit. Ah. <laughs> so funny. But like Brilliant as well, stuff, like yeah. what they're trying to do is funny, but also the, the actual campaign is great. So I think they did it with Smith Rowe and Saka with the haircut at the barbers locally. They're doing Tollington. it with the chippy. Yep. Tollington. Supporting local businesses. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's it's a really good idea because you know that company is now gonna be shared and shared and shared, albeit amongst a um a, a group of people who probably already know it and go there, but still. Mm. Like it's amazing that they do that, and um, you know it's hopefully it's there's people that are really part of the community. I've not seen anyone else do that before, um, and I think we do do that really well. And you know, Dave Seeger, the guy who wrote the uh, Arsenal for Everyone, I think it's called book, very recently, um, he talks about actually how good Arsenal are at including people. So not just in the community, but people who you know have disabilities or things like that. So if, you know, if you're blind and you go to an Arsenal game, I believe this is what I read in that book. Um, is uh, you get assigned somebody who talks you through the game 
you know and you go and things like that and there's you know it's no skin off their back so so to speak and um yeah it's i think there was a campaign on saturday asking for everyone in some we had the um the rainbow flags out which is nice yeah it's really good i thought a good touch was actually having that as a big flag as a yeah, really flag. Like yeah they had the big flag you know let's hope it goes somewhere and um you know i've thought i don't even seen gilberto silva gets super stuck in on twitter and like old other players and stuff who get stuck in to like helping people and yeah, yeah i see that it's a community it's funny because we, we're sort of we we are at times quite quick to criticize a club but you know mm. credit when it's due i think they do do a lot um it sort of not necessarily goes unnoticed but mm. um yeah, they get in some aspects, and yeah, they do sort of go the extra mile, don't they? They do. I mean, I, I wouldn't credit the Conkeys for that. I'd credit no. the people at Arsenal, you know. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's not I, Josh. I Highbury House, good. Uh, Cronkay Empire, not so yeah. good. Although, yeah, they, they, since we've last spoke, they've, you know, we've, um, we've won a trophy in the Super Bowl, haven't we? Super Bowl. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I'll no, be me neither. Me neither. Doesn't, doesn't do anything for me that sport. Not at all, mate. Um, but yeah, you know. So, does that success mean that 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 we will succeed? Who knows, mate. Maybe it's uh, really stars, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately the Cronkies are investing at the moment, and that does include a stadium that is worth over a billion in uh, LA. But also means that actually we're getting some players and we're getting a stadium we upgrade. Yeah, that's you know that that's massive actually. Um, it needs it. Like I, mm. I was down there a few weeks ago with a friend, and we were sort of yeah you know, doing the usual thing when it's quiet. It was like a midweek, we're having a wander around the ground, taking some photos, and mm. you do feel like it's a bit tired, a bit weathered. Um, a lot of the badges, the paints have come up, has come away. It, it just needs a bit of a bit of a freshen up, right? Mm. It does need it. It does need it. Um, what would you what would you put on it on the big banner? Has a few good ideas. That's that, yeah. I, I, the funniest one I saw was the one of Sol Campbell when he's I like didn't modeling. see that. What was it? Yeah, the one where he's, I think he's like, he's in like a, a towel or something. He's like sort of half. Oh, naked. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there was the, the Gunnosaurus one was, was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the, the, there's been some debate like in terms of like, you know, what, what's going to happen. I do hope it's not just used as advertising. Mm. I really would um, hope we... I'd like to see something like the Alliance. I think that looks great. But yeah, something similar to we have now, but in a digital aspect. So you could, you know, you've got you've got free range to you know have anything, and you can you can kind of suit it to any occasion. The the Arsenal editor podcast just written all over it. Oh yeah, know? yeah, that's just your great. face. Yeah, just my just my face. I think that'll be nice. I think people balls. deserve to see it. Uh... <laughs> I hope you have like the Aaron Ramsdale video just on repeat. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Not good for the locals. You, yeah. How far is the ground from your house? Is it, is it it's walking distance, right? Yeah, yeah. 15, 20 minute walk. Not far. What's your nearest, what's your nearest tube? Sorry, the or Manor House to be fair. So the one next to Finsbury Park station. Okay. Finsbury Park is that's where the old Arsenal to spot was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, where yeah. we've got the got the train. It's very sad. I was walking. I walked past that on Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, sorry. What, 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 what's there? Yeah, the Arsenal Water Sport. The, the old, the old sports, the old Arsenal store used to be right there. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never went. To be fair. Oh, okay. No, I mean probably a bit too. I don't know, young. No, I just wasn't around in the area. So, but um, fair. And uh, you know what we said? We said, right, let's get stuck in and focus on the Brentford game. And we have not spoken about the Brentford game. So we're just chatting about um, train stations. We what have. Have so, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have fish and chips tonight for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you think about the the starting lineup? I mean, for me, the, the, obviously the most notable absentee was somebody who got a red card against Wolves for for probably the most malicious red card I think I've ever seen since David Luiz's tap. Um, there, right? The most deserved, the least. Uh, the least controversial red card I've seen in a long time, and that's saying something <laughs> for Arsenal. So, uh, no, but obviously Gabby Martinelli got sent off, and uh, which we won't go into now because I appreciate that was a couple of games ago, but I thought it was crazy. But we'll get you on to what, what that perhaps means for what refereeing we're seeing at the moment. But um, I thought Martinelli, so Martinelli going out, Emil Smith-Rowe starting, and um, Cedric continuing his run as well on right back with, with the lineup. So how how did you feel about it going into it, and, and what did you think? Um, to be fair, well, you know it was what we saw was what we pretty much expected, right? There was no real surprises. I thought mm-hmm. Cedric was good for his money. I thought he played well against Wolves, and I thought he did a solid job on Saturday. Um, you know, much like I said before, I think in terms of, of, of the game, we, we pretty much sat in their half. Like we, we were very much in control of the game. It never really felt like, um, it always felt like we would win the game. It was just a case of, you know, I, I think after that Neil or joint against Burnley, there is always that sort of kind of niggling feeling of like, you know, when is the goal going to come? And, you know, when, when, when we got the goal, I think a lot of it, maybe the celebrations was, was a lot of relief. Mm. Then you go into half time and nil, nil, you know, Brentford going to be buzzing. And, and then they're probably thinking if we get to the hour mark, you know, get to 70 minutes, they're going to grow with confidence. Um, and, I, and I think, like, it's one of those where, like, if you if you really want to make top four and you really want to make a statement and, and break into that that bracket, you've got to win these sort of games. And, um, yeah, all in all, we were pretty good. I think we were very unlucky in the first half not to be maybe two up. Um, mm. Lacazette's goal was marginally offside. I was literally right in line with it. And at the time, I was like, I didn't see anything wrong with it. And then there was definitely there was there was two, wasn't it? There was two decisions, penalty decisions. There was the first one with the handball. I don't know if that yeah. was the first or second one. I just can't remember the order. And then it was the Lacazette one. Yeah, and there was Ben White involved in there as well. That, that that to me was was that's that's got to be a penalty, right? But it was no surprise that it was it was sort of ruled ruled out uh, yeah. ruled as, as acceptable play. It's ridiculous. I mean, let we unpack that. I mean, so yeah, I, I do think the. The, the the game as a whole was very comfortable, right? And um, it it had a slightly different feel to Burnley. It felt that we were creating more. I think the the pods as such with Erdegaard linking up on the right and less so actually on the left. I thought with Smith Rowe and Jacker. But I, I I do think that um, you know we we looked like we were creating. We were like on top, and they were not threatening us at all. No. I think against Burnley we were definitely looked flat at times. It was actually only after half time we got our asses into gear. I thought we were lethal as anything. I thought we were really going forward. I think we were making chances. Um, if it was for, you know, anything other than awful refereeing again, we would have been two up. I, I, I it, a couple of things. Lacazette gets completely taken out. I think the Ben White one wasn't a penalty. I think it, if it was a certain other team or whatever, it, it may well have been. But the the Lacazette one was as stonewall as you get. I don't know why you can scissor kick somebody, take them down, not get the ball. And not give penalty for that on review. I do wonder if it, because do you remember it was that flurry of instances, right? Where it was the Ben yeah. White one, which VAR, I'm sure we're looking at, which wasn't a foul, I don't think. And then it was the Saka crossing it in, Lacazette getting taken out by two feet and 
getting runked, rung around by two defenders, um, which I don't know how they missed, but it was actually within 30 seconds, I think, that then the offside happened. And it was actually offside in the end. It was Xhaka, I think, offside, not Lacazette. Marginally, given. right? Was it like a toe? It was a toe, but like it was one of those that there was like, Clearly okay, that's not like an armpit. It, it was it was a foot. And he's mm. his, his, stupid. I don't like it. But no. ultimately, if you're going to be binary, that is offside and that's consistent. That's not something that they give for other teams. It's not like, you know what I mean? That's yeah, that's fine. Um, and then you have the Cedric one where he smashes the ball and the guy saves it with his arm in an unnatural position after diving down and putting his arm up. And like, have you, have you seen the Man City penalty? Yeah. It's the set. It's, it could not be more identical. And I, like, I don't know. Like, um, what they both weren't given. And they both, well, and only one was even reviewed. It's yeah. nuts. Like, it's, it's actually absolutely ridiculous. And I think if, if you do want to have a refereeing discussion, and I, and I don't buy into any conspiracy, that's ridiculous. And I'm trying to think what we could do about it or what this really means. And it, it, I think it is clear as day that we're being refereed differently. Um, and, and I do think that's quite a difficult conclusion to come to because there have been games earlier in the season in 2021 that, um, well, I think we had some luck of the green or rubber the green or whatever you want to say. Um, and it's not just that we're not having the rubber the green. It's like, this is every decision. This is crazy. It, we, it's like any any decision that is like, not just 50-50, but like 30% could be, 70% could not be. They'll always go the 30%. Like, do you know what I mean? Or if that makes sense, but they'll, and if, if there is an opportunity to punish us, it is absolute maximum, no leeway. Like, and it's like, you could argue with a lot of these decisions kind of being that, but if you consistently look across these decisions, I mean, you look at the Martinelli one, right? That they're just not consistent and they're maximum punishment. I've never seen that in football. It's ridiculous. No. Then you look at Scott McTominay this weekend, who literally cut a guy's eye open, made five more fouls, two of which could have been bookable offences, gets the leniency, doesn't even get booked. Yeah. It's like... Well, it's, it's, it's not it, consistent, isn't it? And I think that's, that's, consistent. that's where it comes down to and the frustration lies for Arsenal mm. fans. And we had the same conversation um, this week on, on uh, in the clock end. Little plug there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it really is about the consistencies and inconsistencies. And I think with VAR, like, you know, you can only do so much. Like mm. it, it's all about who's managing these situations, and because we're just seeing like this, we're see, we're seeing the same thing and we're seeing different outcomes, and it, it's incredibly frustrating. Mm. Um, you know, especially when fans are sort of spending, you know, spending their time, their money, and it, you look at it and think like, you know, it shouldn't be that hard to get these things uh, wrong or right. Okay, mm. um, I, I don't know if you'd have seen on the highlights. Like, I mean, Saka got kicked to heaven. Oh, mate. He got he got kicked all game on, on Saturday, and it was it, it just felt like everything went for for uh, Brentford. We, we didn't win anything. Yeah, we, we, we got nothing. Um, so yeah, it was it was um, a strange one. I, I, I thought, I, to be honest, I thought that um, for, for the well, yeah, you know, the Odegaard goal. Well, yeah, not a goal the miss when he went from goal. Like I was, I was very surprised the referee didn't pull like a Zet back for that because there was sort of like a little bit of argy bargy and. Like yeah, you know, won, won the ball, um, and Odegaard you know, really should have done better. But that, mm. that that one did surprise me that um, he actually you know, let us off there. 
Well, I think th- th- there's a couple ways to look at this, and this is why you see on Twitter some people say it's a conspiracy and all that sort of jazz. And that's bollocks. That's not true. That's not what happens. It's, there's no everyone. They don't meet. The referees don't get together and go right. What are we doing to not give Arsenal this season? Like it's, that's just not happening. Um, and I think examples of that make that very true. So um, I, I actually think for the the Saka goal, like if they wanted to give that as a foul for Lacazette in the middle of the pitch, they they didn't because I don't think it was. But given the way that some decisions have been going against us recently for penalties, they could have justified it and gone, well, no, we'll bring that back and not given it. Um, and, and and that's not, you know, any bias or anything like that. I just, I think there must be something that, you know, if we try and look at it in terms of what we're doing, when it comes to these penalty decisions, are we annoying referees? Like, are we, are we becoming easy targets because we've annoyed them so much they are just done with it? There's a human element to this, right? We're all making decisions in split seconds and, in one second, if you've got, I don't know, Jack is shouting in your ear and you're like, oh, just like, yeah, shut up, it's clearly fine. Um, I, I don't know, I don't have an answer to it, but I, I do feel that we are being refereed differently for one reason or another. And uh, I, I think we're lucky that both Wolves and Brentford, this didn't sting us because we're not here talking about what great wins they were, which obviously we are. Um, but 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 there's this taint to it that we're all worried about that it's going to sting us at some point. And I do think it will, because I do think we're going to be refereed differently for the rest of the season. Um, I think that massively impacts our top four chances because, you know, you said there was a couple of nervy moments at the end. It should have been 2-0 up at the beginning. Let's say we then get us two goals. That's 4-0. There are no nervy moments at the end. And yeah. Same with Wolves. You know, if Martinez is not sent off, we make it a far easier game and we don't have those nervy moments. And it happened against Crystal Palace. You know, when Saka got absolutely kicked from the back, right? And, we were one nil up at the time and had Crystal Palace gone down to 10 men, it would have been great. Um, far easier for us. And it was an absolutely straight rate sending off. Do you remember he got absolutely slammed on the back of the heel? Yeah. yeah, it's awful. And then at Everton, like, and, and I, I don't really want to complain about Everton. Oh, Everton we were playing too bad. That was terrible to be fair but like, though. But we were playing Tommy too bad to justify on. complaining, but it all adds up. It's like he got stamped yeah. in the face. Like it's, it's it, I, honestly, it's, um, it's, it's really a worrying trend. And, it's just something that you know is going to bite us at some point, and, and it worries me going into the rest of the season. No, you, you, you're right, and I think the thing is with football, like you, you football games are won you know, via fine margins, mm. um, and you think like you know, Ateta said, you know, eleven v eleven is harder than earth. So once you lose that man, it's it's massive at this yeah. level. So it, it, it is a worry. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what we can do about it. Like I do, like I was listening to the Arsberg, and they did sort of make reference to that maybe you know we need to be a little bit smarter. You know, in you know in parts of mm. the game, and when you know when we're involved in periods of the game where maybe tempers are sort of a little bit high. You know, when the referees sort of look in to sort of stamp their authority, maybe we sort of ease off a bit and say, you know, look, we have to sort of. You know, we need to one of the teams to sort of get a hold of the team and sort of saying, you know, for the next 10, 15 minutes, just, you know, be smart, right? Yeah. Until it sort of cools down. Um, so I do think there's an element of that. But yeah, undoubtedly, you look at the decisions as a whole. Um, I'm surprised one hasn't sort of made a kind of montage of, of clips in the past two years because I think it would make interesting viewing. Mm. Um, I do. I don't got... always worry about those though because like I'm sure other teams have those and that's fine because everybody, yeah. but, but it is ridiculous. You've got to wonder as well what conversations Arsenal and the football association are having about these decisions. Mm. There has to be also, Arteta's got a big meeting coming up, um, uh, like an, not an emergency meeting or, or anything like it, but like a 
like a formal what the hell is going on meeting and i'm sure that they will be stacking up the evidence which i'm not sure so much of it there's so much it's crazy because the the, 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 the thing they've got to do is then compare it to where decisions weren't made elsewhere and they're in the mm. same weekend it's very easy to do oh god yeah and it's just watch a man united game you'll get so mm. i think it was harry Maguire who bundled someone over last week mm. Did they draw the game? I think it's against Southampton. Yeah. And he bundles the player over and it just gets completely overlooked. Not even looked at. Uh, it, and Sadio Mane is another one. He goes in with his elbow. Oh, every it's, time. Because it's 30 seconds in, apparently you can't book someone after 30 Mate. seconds. Oh, they, they, if that was Granit Xhaka, you should be off. You'd be off. Like, I'm the whole team that obviously... I, I do think there is an element of, like, if you ask any fan from a particular club, they will say they're the same. They would yes. say this, there are inconsistencies throughout the football league and the Premier League. In terms I of do think career. the last three months, though, has been spectacularly awful for us in particular. And look, yeah. if it happens for the rest of the season, we've got something to complain about. But it may well be that we get the rubber of the green back in terms of you know the cycle of sometimes you're lucky, sometimes you're not. Well, you, you look at that Wolves one. Like that Wolves one was massive. Mm. Like, and you know, the celebrations in the stands with the players was because we had ten men and because we were fucked yeah. over and we, we were screwed over in that game and we and we won the game and that's why we were so happy and we were we were you know very jubilant as a fan base. Mm. Um, but that could have gone you know horribly wrong for us. You know, it could have been like Wolves last season, go down to ten men, yeah. we lose the game two three one, and, and we lose three massive points all because a referee has made a you know a ter- you know, it, it's. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the decision, I think, was... I don't really want to get into too much because it was, it, was, it was a while ago, but it was such a horrific decision. Mm. For, to, to book him... You know, if you break it down, you could you could argue, well, he makes two fouls. He was It was a bit silly, but... Mm. It's, 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 it's unheard of, right? You know, you give the yellow card and you say, that's it, you're on your last warning. Not, yeah. oh, here's your two yellows. In the same passage of play. Crazy. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, mate. I couldn't agree more. And it's difficult, so... Well, look, we could talk about the referee for hours, and there was another yeah, really. one which, uh, you know, basically, four penalty shouts. Yeah, I can't stand it. But I think our referee we've got for Thursday has sent someone off every game this season, apparently, for us. What? I Who? read a tweet. I didn't really pay much attention. I don't know if it's if that's Arsenal referee Craig Pawson. No, that Ooh. can't be right. That can't be right. Arsenal Wolves, Michael Oliver. Oh no, that was the that was the one where is it is it on? Yeah, no, I don't know. Craig Porston, I think. Martin Atkinson. Oh no, yeah. Here we go. Arsenal Martin Atkinson's referee that clashed against the Arsenal fans continue frustration and referees clash. Wolves gunners of uh God, do you know when they just adverts everywhere on websites? Literally. Uh, yeah, I, I, anyway, something's got... Oh, there's too many adverts on this website. It's football.london. Uh, I can't even tell. Basically, I think he says we have... I think it says we've uh, had a few red cards off them anyway. Here we go. We've received a red card and or conceded a penalty in every game he's officiated this season, and he's handed out more red cards to Arsenal than any other team. Great. Yeah. It's... <laughs> can't wait. Cannot wait. But the thing is, like, we, we're going to be having... We're going to be scattered next week. And we're going to be pulling our hair out, screwing over some, you know. It's funny, right? Because you think of like Man United, City, Liverpool, Chelsea. When they're at home, 
Uh, they get everything. But the, the, the big clubs, you know, history tells you the big clubs get everything. Apart yeah. from Arsenal, where we get absolutely nothing at home. It's, it's and yeah. And as for away, it's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine it. It's just yeah, it's so frustrating. And look, well, well, what do you think about the performance? Then? So let's go to the second half. We, we desperately needed a reaction because we've been robbed in the first and we've created enough, but there was a few opportunities for people like Lacazette or Odegaard to shoot and didn't quite happen and all that sort of jazz. Um, and Smith Rowe just pops up with what was an unbelievable goal, quite frankly. It was it had, yeah. it had everything about it. I mean, he picked it up near the halfway line, had been passed it from Lacazette. He drove inside. And where we get all our success is isolating some fullbacks when it's one-on-one with either Espithrow or Martinelli or Saka. And, uh, you know, he provided the goods and he's getting very good at it. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great, it was a great goal and a great run. I think it was, it was, you know, we needed it after a frustrating first half. Um, the sort of stats, you know, set up our nerves a little bit and we, we sort of pushed on from there. We was quite in control. There was a, there was a spell where, yeah, Brentford sort of were sort of coming into the game a little bit more. They they were getting a little bit more of a foothold, but then just as that sort of kind of came to fruition, mm. you know, Saka mm. kind of switched to the left and um, uh, made it two 0 So, well, one thing actually you, you you touched upon there that I wanted to kind of mention is like one of my I wouldn't say it's a frustration, but it's more of an observation. Is that like it does get a little bit frustrating how often we are um, sort of almost. Um, drill to go down the wings mm. like, I feel like every time on Saturday where we cut inside and like you said you know you pull a man out of position or you've got you someone's got to come out to you it creates that kind of chaos factor and we look a yeah. lot more dangerous and it and don't get me wrong like we we, you know, we scored from, from the wing it was obviously offside and it, so it does work but I just think at times it's a little bit predictable mm-hmm. and we look so much more dangerous when, when we go for the middle when when we've got someone like a Smith Rowe or Martinelli, who's willing to pick the ball up and drive at a player um, and, you know, and carry the ball. I just think you know, more opportunities um, uh, open up for us. Whereas sometimes, mm. it can, it, it, sometimes it feels a little bit safe to get the ball and then go down the wing. And, you know, if, if you're against, um, you know, a, well, a well-organised defence, it's, it's bread and butter at times. Like look at Burnley, for example. I know we had a few, we, we, we had some, you know, a few good chances, but overall, mm. like, it was very predictable and it was it was quite run-of-the-mill and routine for them to defend. Yeah, it's something we know about Arteta is that he loves his spaces and, you know, overloads is what he tries to create and getting round the back and cutting inside, be it a lofted cross or along the floor, is is pretty much how he works, right? And um, if we can isolate the two superstars and the young guns and, you know, smith and Saka, that's all the benefit, but... Um, we, we, we know some of his, whilst a huge benefits, some of his major flaws have been almost the same. And, you know, creating patterns to create a regimented team has been really beneficial, particularly at the back. And having patterns in a, play, a team of players that necessarily, weren't necessarily gelling in any way. Um, but at the same time, I think it can be quite predictable. And, um, you know, I think Cedric Suarez alone put in 16 crosses this week, um, which is kind <laughs> of feels a bit stupid. Like, it, it, I, I do think that's a bit down to the player, but. Um, because Tommy Ossie doesn't necessarily do that. Um, but 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 also I think that's a structure that's hammered into them. And I do think inflexibility is something that that could be our Achilles heel at some point. Um but I think it looked good this weekend. I think it did look really good and I thought we were really dangerous. Um I thought we were a few 
better finishes away from it being yeah. thumping and that's the same as refereeing decisions as well so um but i do think that that certainly can be the case and i think burnley did have our number a bit when it came to that i think they defended against us very well they are a very organized team um we did have our chances but we also didn't really create that much i, I do think i put that down to us but i also think it would be unfair not to recognize burnley's part in that so I think um, it's about adapting your game, then, right? And that's and that's mm. what that's you know what I mean when I say like I think we we do we do need to be more flexible. Um, mm. uh, maybe it, it's down to like you said, we haven't got a goal scorer, and we are a goal scorer away from that next level. Um, so maybe we, you know we we do. He just feels like lack that isn't good enough in that role. Like he's not quick, is he? He hasn't got pace. You know, he's not yeah. the most nimble. Um, so if you're playing through the middle, he just sort of get he can get bogged down a bit and um, overrun, I guess. It's true, and he you know he he looks like he's ready to go by the time it's thirty five minutes and needs a rest. So you <laughs> uh, can't you can't knock his work rate. I will, I'll no. give him that, but he is he is the weak link in the team, undoubtedly. I don't, I, I just don't subscribe to that though. Like I don't like I like he's a striker, and we need goals. Yeah, but if you're not bringing goals, I know he, he yeah. does bring the play together 100%, and we are a much better team with him in it. But you're, yeah, you're sort of 90% there. It's I, like, well, great, you do bring the play together and you work really hard, and mm. you know, you're a very likable guy. But we need to score goals, you're not going to win football games without goals. Mm. And, um, you know, even against Wolves, like, you know, two very good chances against Wolves. Yeah, not as easy as people say. I think that you know that the, the miss was it was a tight angle, but mm-hmm. you know, it's got it's got it's got it's got to be better. He's he, he's not the one, uh, you know. He's not the one that's going to take us to Champions League and and, and in Champions League, like you know, and, and things like that. We need another striker. We all know that. We all know we need a goal scorer. We all know we need someone to link up play. And to be honest, mate, I think we've mentioned this before. I don't know who that person is, right? Because we need somebody who can link up play and basically be a midfielder but then also has the physical presence to hold up, but then also can finish. And he's turn like the wind, run like the wind, and finish like anything. And these are superstar strikers. And yeah. systems these days, including Arteta's system, are, aren't, aren't kind to strikers. They aren't welcome for, for strikers to thrive. You've got Romelu Lukaku taking seven touches against Crystal Palace and only scored five goals all season. You've got... I mean, what? who are we looking across the Premier For me, no. He plays a very similar role to Lacazette. He's better, of course. But in terms of you're looking at positional play and the way they do it, it's very similar. Um, who else? Manchester United, they can't get a tune out of Ronaldo. That's slightly different. Um, and Ronaldo's 37. That's, again, slightly different. Um, Edison Cavani is probably the closest player they got to it. He's an all-singing, all-dancing, experienced striker. Um, He's a very good player. Striker. Um, you know, you look up and down the league, strikers aren't where it's at. These uh, wide forwards is where the success is, and that's all across. Man United, you've got your Rashford. Um, you've got... Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, you've got <laughs> Chelsea. You got team over. It's hard, isn't it? Right? It's it not like it's not. There is Salah, no, I, Mane, wide forwards. These are the people that are succeeding, right? And Lacazette, for for what an awful finisher he is, he makes the team play so much better than when Aubameyang was here, right? Because Aubameyang. Oh God, yeah, hundred like, percent. We sc- like the data says. We score, I think it's like two point something goals when Lacazette's on the pitch. We were playing, we were scoring 0.6, 0.8 when Aubameyang was on the pitch. And we were conceding um, more when Aubameyang was on the pitch and conceding less when Lacazette's on the pitch. So for whatever is happening, 
the way Aubameyang fits, in, sorry, where Lacazette fits into this team, it makes the team better. So the question is then, what profile do we need for a player and uh, to, to to be that? And if he's not scoring goals, that's not necessarily an issue. It's not necessarily. I think Aubameyang, um, sorry, Lacazette is mm. paving over the cracks though. You know, he plugs the hole. Yeah, yeah, he plugs the hole. Um, he's not. So perfect. when I say he's he's weak, when yeah. when I say he's like the weakest link. Yeah, I know it sounds quite negative and critical because um, you know I do think you know he, he is his place in the team and um, we are a much better team with him. Mm. But looking at the, I'm looking at the bigger pitch when I talk about goals and like know, like, yeah, like, yeah. like we've both said, you know, a, a goal scorer um, sure. would have been the difference between a, a comfortable win and, and a two one victory on Saturday. Um, but you are yeah, you are right. There isn't listen if there was always players out there you know the likes of Chelsea City Man United they, they'd all be there and you know you you look around and there's not it's 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 a position that sort of really changed over the years hasn't it there's not the old kind of classic number nine 23 goal season striker there's, there's, there's not really I mean look at Man City they haven't even got a centre forward oh exactly Maybe exactly okay. and um yeah I, I think it's really really interesting um and I do wonder what like previous um like I don't know what kind of strikers I'd be keen to know. I mean, Dennis Bergkamp would slot in really well, but what would your Thierry and Reese look like? He'd probably be a wide forward. Like Alexis um, Sanchez, wouldn't he? Out Alexis Sanchez, yeah, exactly. So it'd be a very different striker with a very different career. Um, you look back at I mean, people like Thomas Muller, people like, I mean, Lewandowski is just an absolute animal, but that's slightly different, I suppose. But I mean, I'm thinking of the good strikers of the years. What position what Ronaldo? Harland, Harland he's, he's, he's is an amazing animal. Yeah, he's a centre forward, but these positional plays and I do think this is more localised to the Premier League but it's not inconsistent elsewhere but yeah it's interesting and I do think the profile that I, I personally think if it's between Martinelli and this Mill Smith-Rowe up top I'd actually put Smith-Rowe I think the way he plays because firstly he's our top scorer so he can finish secondly I think he's more of a midfielder than Martinelli so mm. I think if we were going to have someone on the left and someone up front it would be Martinelli on the left and then Mill Smith-Rowe up front I think that's how we get the Fab Four in but we can get into that a bit in a bit more detail um We've got some questions that I feel like we've gone for a bit, and I and I'd like to get onto them. Um, who, who's your Who's your man of the match? No, um, dick of the day, or man of the match first. Let's go, man of the match. Man of the match. I'm going to go with Emil Smith Rowe. Okay, that's pretty good. A bit surprised that he got subbed off. Actually, you see, it happens quite a lot though. That he gets pulled yeah. early. Um, thought he was very good. Um, had a great game. Um, but there's a few contenders there. I thought Saka was very good. I thought Odegaard was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from his, apart from his shooting, um, he's got to be better there. Has, you know, he's got to score that for me. Um, mm. He's, but no, yeah, like there, there, there was a few contenders. Ben White had a few hairy moments in the game. There's a few mm. times he got caught um, out of position, just completely missed a few tackles, which was unlike him. But um, no, I'd say I'd say it's, it's Saka or, or Smithrow. I thought those guys. Uh, really Stack delivered. Oh, yeah, must be cool. like, was unlucky. There was there was a few times when um, when he was still on the right in the second half, where we tried to release him, mm. and the ball just wasn't good enough for he was getting intercepted. And uh, you know, as soon as we got that first goal, Brentford were playing a really high line, so it was only a matter of time before one of those eventually, you know, mm. cut through. And um, yeah, he took that really nice as well. So yeah, yeah, that, those goal. guys, listen, sign up for life. I, I think. Mm. I think as a fan base, I think I don't think we could genuinely handle if if those got one of those went to like one of our rivals. Like, yeah, I think yeah. we're so invested in them. Like I think it would be disastrous if imagine like Stacker at like Man City or Liverpool. Yeah. 
I think I, I don't know how how I'd um, yeah yeah and uh, like Saka's that and Smith Rowe those players that are devastating and they're becoming everything and you know we all love it they're all hail end and they're now producing they're young they're England and all that sort of stuff and um, it really is a great story and you know there's that conversation they were having at dinner before they got on to, to play against Spurs. Like, imagine if we scored, you know, against in the North London derby and they did, and it's just the whole rhetoric and we've got the whole song, which is the narrative of the whole club at the moment. And we do forget that we aren't in the top four and these players are quality. I mean, yeah. I, I think Saka at the moment just has that bit higher stock nationally. Um, these are like, he is the next Raheem Sterling in a, in a lot of ways. And um, Roger. who knows where his ceiling is because he's so young and, the way he moves around, the way he draw, drags out players, the way he can get past people. But it, he's just getting better and better by the minute, right? And if we don't have the environment for him to succeed in and we're not in the Champions League, then like, we, we might have to face with the reality that we won't see these players forever. And that is terrifying. Um, not for a few years, though, right? I think they're yeah, not so young. Years. I think they're going to be here for another two, three years, at least. Like, they're at least, really just broke. Like, so. Saka's really only just broken to the scene. He has, but he's only got two years left in his contract, and he needs he like he's got a difficult agent. Let's put it that way. I see. Yeah, he has. Um, it's the same agent as. Let's have a look. I can't remember. Um, Saka agent. I hate modern day football agents. Did you read that thing about Alex Song the other day where he said like he, he went to Barcelona? I think it was Alex Song. Yeah. So he, he went, he wasn't interested in playing. He was like, I'm going to get paid more money. See you later. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's fair enough. Like, whatever. If that's what you're motivated by. That's what yeah. you're motivated by. And yeah. What a legacy. Mate, no time. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I can't. But yeah, basically, his agent is um, tricky. Tricky. Uh, I can't. I like, <laughs> as most are. Um, so look, if he wants a big contract, let's give him it. And uh, but I think you know we need to get into Champions League, and we need to make sure that we have a uh, you know a platform where these people can do really well. And if not, then you know, guess what? If we're in the Europa League for the next four years, then we'll be, we'll be ten years without Champions League. And I don't know why those players would stay, quite frankly. So it's one thing getting into the Champions League. A lot League. rides on it, doesn't it? A lot rides on this season, mate. It really does. Um, or perhaps even more so next. But the difficulty is. We're not going to have a better chance in this season to get in the top four. Like I'm sure we're on the rebuild, but it's not long before Man United wake up. It's not long uh, before well, Tottenham will keep going down. I'm sure, but Tottenham, um, gonna, you know, Leicester Tottenham will have right. a reload, huh? Tottenham again, Tottenham. I don't see. I, I would disagree with Leicester. I, I think that they uh, they haven't got the. I don't think they're big enough club. To, to, and they haven't got the pull, pulling power unless they get a really good manager in mm. where they can build something special again. I don't think they'll ever really get back to that level. Um, I mean, okay, I, who knows? But I think Man United is the main one, right? Mm. Like they are just sort of sleepwalking at the moment. It's, you've got to, you've got to think at some point they're going to get their shit together. Yeah, they, but they will. They've got too much money not to, and it's in the next two years, the next five years, mate. They they will be there, but then. You know, how many Champions League spots are there? There's only four. So mm. Man City. I, I also think Chelsea, Liverpool are on. Liverpool will drop. They're on a time. Yeah. yeah they're, they're a time bomb. They're not. They're a great. They're really well run, but um, they just don't have the financial power to do the same. And I think they're having. They, they didn't get lucky. They were just very well planned uh, and managed to pick very well. So great manager. Yeah. Because it wasn't great really players. how long ago Liverpool finished in eighth every year. 
like Salah, were... yeah, exactly. And Salah, Salah and Mane weren't big signings at the time. They were interesting, nothing more. Like no one was going, oh my god, that's like an unbelievable blockbuster. And they've turned out to be unbelievable powerhouses. Trent Alexander's come up through the youth system. Um, Robertson wasn't came from Hull. Like you know, he wasn't. This yeah. is this is a team that that has really peaked at a very good time for them and has you know put them on the map. Uh, so it's just unfortunate. I mean, it's just, City have been around to sort of exactly. Um, yeah. The city would always be City, which I'm bored of. But um, look, it, and I just think we could be the next. I don't mean Liverpool quality. Like I'm not saying we're going to win the league or anything like it. But we're, we're doing something similar to their blueprint. You know, we've structurally at the back end of a company, we've sorted it out. We've invested well in youth. I think we've picked from smart teams in the prem in 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 the in the in Europe. And you know, we've got cheap buys. We've got our own youth system coming through and. Yeah, I think we're being smart. So um, anyway, man of the match. Um, I'm going to go Odegaard. I thought Odegaard was brilliant. I think mm. the couple of tame shots were um, were really kind of kind of gave him a small. Uh, I don't know, like it over, overlooked just how well he played. I thought he created pretty much everything on the day. Mm. Um, he was unbelievable. And that little shimmy at the end where he like let he dummy to Saka and let it go back to Saka him, and then he one two to Saka. It was nuts. Um, have you seen the Smith Rowan when he drops his shoulder as no, well? No, I don't think I have. Oh, that's good. He did some muscle bits. Now, Od- Odegaard, um, he's really impressed me, actually, recently. I think he's, he's one of he's our strongest getting, players. He's getting a lot better and mm. better. And he's, he's definitely grown in confidence. And I think I think he's much better when we've got a solid midfield unit behind him in mm. Partey and Xhaka. As much as, they, you know, as much as we hate to sort of have that conversation piece around Xhaka, we are a much better team with them there mm-hmm. and um yeah it raises the game i think when, we, when we're a bit limp in that part of the field it, it does affect us throughout definitely and there's there's actually a camp- captaincy question that i'd quite like to go into to guard about um so we'll get onto that in a moment but who's your dick of the day um my dick of the day you know, I've been thinking like this for about half an hour. <laughs> yeah, silly. I can't figure... I mean, I, I, I don't usually do this because I think it's really easy and boring, but I'm sick to death of referees. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm so done with it. I, I'm just going to give it to VAR. I, I hate doing that because it's so boring. It's such a cop-out. And usually it's, it's much funnier out. than that. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, if I could give it to anyone else. Uh, either would... Tony for yeah. his tweet and, you know, all that stuff. You know, I think it was, what did he say? Great. Kick him out with the lads. Kick him out with the lads, which I enjoyed. It was fantastic from Lacazette to respond. It was. It was. Lacazette loves getting involved. It screams of someone who's leaving the Premier League at the end of the month and who's just happy to throw a few punches. Um, Oh, God. Maybe I'm going to go with um, Sky Sports. I think I've used that before, but they're they're fixed to pile up again. We've been screwed over. Two seconds. You're right. Yeah, I had to put my laptop wasn't plugged on. In. There we go. I want to go with Sky because we've got, I think we've got Leicester on the Sunday. Yeah. Liverpool on the Thursday and then Villa on the Saturday. Oh, or, right. Or, or Liverpool on the Wednesday. We've basically got three games. Don't quote me on that in like the space of a week. Yeah, six it's days. Just a massive. Three and six. Um, fast. And it's it's all designed for Liverpool to uh, be competitive in the title race because we've had, we've had weeks of, of non-games where we could have played them. And I mean, the Liverpool game was after the Tottenham game was was originally met before the Liverpool game, and that yeah. hasn't scheduled. So that will probably be scheduled later in the season for this, you know, the Sky Sports top four, you know, playoffs or whatever they want to call it. 
So that's a bit frustrating. So that, that goes, that's my dick of the day, Sky Sports. And it's annoying as well because Wolves is Thursday, so I can't go to Wolves. Oh, I know. And Leicester's like half on a Sunday. So it just makes it awkward for like people who want to go to the game because it's like, and Liverpool as well, a midweek game as well. Yeah. And it's Calgary as well. So it's so annoying. Sold um, that. Sold paying 80 quid in the midweek to watch Liverpool. I know, mate. I know. It's ridiculous. Um, some of the charges, the price they can charge is actually so annoying. But... They're putting them up as well. And, uh, are they? They're putting up by, I think they're going up by 3%. Yeah. It's, uh, the Arsenal ticket price is extortionate. Um, category B and C, I can, I can gamble with, even like the higher, like category B is about 50 quid, 60, and I think that's a bit steep. But A, yeah. it just takes the biscuit. Like, it hey, I think the cheapest ticket for A for an adult is 65 quid. Yeah, I went to the Wolves. Kind of a lot of money. The website and um, for, for the game, and it was like the last ones left were like two hundred and fifty quid, and I was just like, "If you click on Include Ticket Exchange, there'll be loads on there." Yeah, there's always that to be fair, and they're usually a bit cheaper on there. I always, well, it's they're just they're just people's tickets who um, mm-hmm. can't go, so you'll find like low tier. I, 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 if there's a game I want to go to and I'm a ticket, I, I just check the exchange a few times a day because they update it updates all the time. You can get some right great seats. I got like a front row of the, the upper tier ones. Really? Yeah. So just keep just, just keep checking the exchange. Oh, look. Because um, it, 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 they do it, it updates constantly. I think you can buy on the exchange until like three hours before kickoff. Really? Yeah. So oh, that's pretty good. Get yourself down there, mate. I certainly should. Let's find tickets. Okay, well, look, let's do some... Um, well, who's your dick of the day? There's this guy. Okay, fair play. Um, and uh, let's do some questions. Okay. okay, so we kind of alluded to it. I'm going to start, mate, if you don't mind. Back on, mate. So, obviously, after the captain debacle this weekend, Jack McGill has said, Tierney for next captain. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say something a little bit controversial now, my friend. Are you ready for it? Go on. That was me rubbing my hands. Um, At least it was your hands. Yeah. <laughs> this is a PC, PG podcast. This is right? a PG Not podcast. <laughs> he's blue, Alan. He's blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's PK reference, reference there. Yeah. PK. Um, I think Tierney's having a bad season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you, one you on one... to my podcast? We had this exact conversation. Did you? We basically, yeah, we were saying that he's been really off the pace compared to last season. It, it, it's it's particularly his one-on-one defending. I think he is really, really suspect at one-on-one defending at the moment, which he wasn't last season. So I don't know what's got into him because he's actually got consistent run of games. I don't think he's been that good going forward, though. Yeah, well, I don't no, think, I think that's I don't think as well. we're as dangerous on the left. No, we're not. But I think that could be something to do with Xhaka. You know, in that sort of pod on the left there. Um, and the fact that it has been Martinelli slash Emil Smith Rowe who are interchanging, it's kind of like a like it's always been Tommy and Saka on the right, uh, with Odegaard there as well. And I, I don't know, and Partey, and it's it's certainly a little bit weaker. And I think if I was if if gun to the head, somebody was like choose an Arsenal captain now, I'd go Odegaard. Really, I think he's a leader. I think he's a very different leader. Um, I think Gabriel's in for a shout, but he doesn't really speak English. I, I think Odegaard's, he embraces it. And I do think that there's a reason why he's the Nordic, or what do you call it? Sorry, the Norway captain. He's a Norway captain, isn't he? Well, he's only Jack as the captain for Switzerland. And look how, yeah. Look how, look how that 
ended. Well, he rejected it, didn't he, this weekend? Yeah, I noticed that. We were watching that. And I thought, he, we, we said at the time, so he just said no. But um, yeah, I think no. it was... It, it was just he was trying to get it to Tierney and yeah yeah it was, it's a non-story isn't it? anyway no no, no, no um but yeah but because Jack Fisher ninety nine said Tierney absolute warrior he's done it in Europe for a huge club at Celtic can he do it for us too um yeah it, it's it's it, it, I want to see more consistent performances from him to be honest yeah from someone who is so good and we know he is. Yeah, it's a I bit think... longer than a lack of. It's been longer than dipper form. That's my worry. No, no, you're right, and I think a lot of it's like bias, isn't it? Like subconscious mm. bias. Like when when you like a player, you look past their flaws. Mm. For example, you know, if it, if it was a jacket, you'd be, you know, what it's like you you you're very critical. You you uh, you know, so you have a short fuse. Whereas mm. you're much more, oh, well, yeah, but Tin is, you know, he's a likable guy and the Tesco carrier bag. <laughs> yeah. You, you, buy worry, into yeah. The, you buy into the player and you overlook the performances. And um, I mean, I, I think, I don't know, it would be very interesting to see. I, I, I would like to think that the players won't vote on it. I think it should be a decision the manager makes because I think that hasn't really got us in a before with the players voting on it. Mm. Um. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird one. It's it's yeah, it's an ongoing saga. The Arsenal cap. Maybe we should just get rid of captains of football. You just you know you have like a leader in defence. Yeah, leader. or who's who's someone put something very funny. Um, Heck is only said uh, Arsenal captain. Watch Arteta give it to Enketia to convince him to stay. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, hilarious. Dear. God, what would you do? Imagine. God. God. Um, go on, you choose one. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Hecky's... This is Hecky's only... Which current Arsenal player secretly loves a chick flick? <laughs> oh, that's Ben White. Oh, that is 100% Ben White. <laughs> yeah. Ben White curls up every night and watches Freaky Friday or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hey, you can blame him. No, you absolutely. Do you like Freaky me. Friday? Definitely. Bit of a Mean Definitely. Girls fan. Can't yeah, yeah. Mean Girls. I, 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 saw, I saw Mean Girls twice in the cinema. Did you? I, I, was on a, I was on like a double date for one when I was like 11, you know. Holding hands wouldn't have happened. That was far too far. <laughs> um, so it was sitting next to my friend and eating some popcorn and going home. Um, anyway. I've got a proper question, actually. You, you well. hit me with a proper question before. So, Arsenal on. tracker, what do you think about Arteta's comments about Emma Smith-Rowe playing at the number nine? Could oh, did he say work? that? Okay, because he's done it before and he got hounded for it. I actually didn't know he said that, so I suddenly feel like an absolute king for suggesting that earlier. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he could do it. I think he's got the attributes for it. I think it's, a, it's the way to get the Fab Four involved. Yeah. Um, but I do think that limits our options off the bench. Mm, and I yeah. don't know if that's like, a, you should worry about that more than starting. I don't know. But already I'm looking at the bench and I'm glad that Pepe got some time. But otherwise it's like, well, if you haven't got Emmanuel Smith-Rowe or Martinelli on the bench, what do you have? <laughs> yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? You need you yeah. always need options. I know what you mean. And you could also be a little bit top-heavy. Mm-hmm. My only concern with Emmanuel Smith-Rowe um, I don't know if he's physical enough. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, no, that that, that is fair. Has Do you he think got, it would be is, like a horses for courses kind of thing? Like if you're trying to break down like a Brentford this weekend, 
you kind of want a Mill Smith row because he's going to be getting in behind. He's quick. He's in the yeah. way. Like, but Martinelli, if you're perhaps playing against a, a Man City, he's not. I don't want to say a target man because that's not what would happen. But he's a handful physically as well. Maybe. Yeah, he's definitely uh, yeah been bulking up, hasn't he? Mm. He's come on a long way. I mean, yeah. listen, we're in a position where we where we are limited, so we have to make the most of what we've got. Um, try it, mm. see how we go. Definitely. I mean, Charlie Rugg extends that. So Charlie Rugg seven says Nelly uh, Martinelli uh, to go straight to back into the team or to keep the Mill Smith row. And I suppose there's a few things to that. Do you put them both in, or if it was a direct swap and you had Lacazette, what do you do for the next game at Wolves? Do you keep the Mill Smith row and and put Martinelli on the bench or? Well, we've got about a week, haven't we? So, in terms of fitness, we haven't really got to worry. Well, we've got we've got more we than a week, haven't we? So we we're not playing this weekend. And then it's Watford on the Sunday, I believe. Are we not playing? No, I don't think we're playing. I thought Wolves was this Thursday. Yeah, and then Watford oh. is a week and a half. Week oh, and a half. I see. Yeah, that's classic. So, in terms of fitness, like, there's no real need to rotate necessarily. No, um, um, and I, I think I don't know what, what I would do is I think I'd try out the Fab Four. The Fab Four. I would. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I'd play Lacazette. I would. I just no, don't think it's right. It. Because the question is, right, This is it's all well and good, but I think the only time we can really try this is in a cup game, which we're not in, um, or at the end of a game where we're quite considerably up, and I don't see where that's happening next. So, like, I don't think you can just risk it. Well, maybe you could. I don't know. I, I think that we just have to persevere with the system we, we've currently got, because although... It doesn't always work. Um, it's the best we've got, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's exciting as well because, like, you know, I, I was really impressed with the team really um, on Saturday, you know, and I sort of forgot that we had Martinelli. And I was like, oh, God, you know, mm. we've got him to come back in the team, which is, you know, which is really exciting. It's exciting. So, mm. Yeah. Um, our, our, yeah. We'll see, eh? The Fab we'll Four. That's, we'll that, the that, fab four. I like it, the Fab Four. <laughs> All right, uh, let's, let's, do, let's do a couple more. Um, Anything jumping out at you? Um, Mustafa J143 asks, your opinion of Pepe not getting enough playing time? Mm. Well, we're going to need him. I, I do think that. Um, it's a long 16 games left. I think he looked dangerous when he came on. Um, I, I think he's a last 20-minute player. Like, yeah, bring him on. If it's 0-0, if it's 1-0, bit of chaos. Bit of bit chaos. Of chaos. Bit of you chaos. Love a bit, you love a bit of Pepe chaos. I love you, a bit of Pepe chaos. Hey, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't really love Pepe, but I do love a bit of Pepe chaos when it's needed and only when it's needed. Sometimes I wish I could bring him on for 10 minutes and then take him off. <laughs> like roll um, on subs. Yeah, just need. like cause a bit of havoc, like break the structure of the game, kick perhaps get a goal, kick, yeah, just and go away. Um, yeah, so happy for him. Ha- 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 I do think we'll need him. I think he'll have, he will have a say. In a game or two at this season, I I I might predict. Do you think when he came on on Saturday, like he asked to move to the right, or do you reckon that was Arter? Because moments before um, Saka scored, I was moaning about Pepe on the right. I was saying, why are we mm. moving our best player out of position? Because I think Pepe Pepe's better on the left. Yeah, no, he is. That's why Pepe is, is much better on the on the left. Mm. He looks yeah. like a, he looks like a completely different player. It's mad, isn't it? But it frustrates me that. 
it's either you know he he he's like I want to be there or it's got to be surely it's got to be Arteta right it's Arteta it must be I I think they probably had three I mean, it worked to be, to be in his defence yeah yeah he scored so I, I, I think yeah I think sometimes you I, but with Saka I like to give him like a different problem to solve as well sometimes I, I think he's that good he could I'd probably can go yeah he'd, just he'd do a goal. Job. why not yeah he do he could do anything. Mm. Um, B underscore Hicks says uh, Ramsdale White and Mill Smith Rowe Saka chances of being starters in England's Qatar. Bit disappointed he left out Rob Holding there, but uh, I'm joking. Rob Holding, um, you know. it's better than Cannavaro. I think, <laughs> but yeah, it's very good. I love it. Um, I think Ramsdale is next in line, but I also think Pickford's having a good season. I think. Ramsdale's getting a lot of attention in the media at the moment because he was a high-profile signing in terms of wage and everyone was slating us and now the media are like sucking up to us because they realise how good he actually is. But I think Jordan Pickford's also having an outstanding season. Mm. Um, and I do think it's his number one to lose. So unless he does something ridiculous in the next, what is actually, 10 months, um, I yeah, can only I see Ramsdale going up. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, yeah, he's not going to come. I think... I think I, I don't know. If, I don't know about any of them, to be honest. I think they'll all be in the squad. I think Saka will start, uh, but then I don't know. It's not ahead of Sterling. I think it's like I think it's he's ahead of Grealish by far. You think he is? Yeah, but I think what comes what plays a you know, big part is that he plays for City. Yeah, and I'd like Saka's versatile. But like, I was speaking to my band City mate, and Grealish is having a bang average season. Apparently, he's yeah. just like, in terms of fitting in amongst superstars, he's not looking that great. And let's not forget, Gareth Southgate isn't—he likes him, but he's not like his go-to no, guy. Saka was—he relied on uh, because his positional play is good. He can be defensive. He can beat people, and I think he's only—he's got better since the Euros. Um, I, I only see him things going up for him. Yeah. To be honest, I think Emil Smith-Rowe will be a bit of a challenge. I think he's got a. Basically, the only player he can shift out is Sterling, um, which I don't think. Like, I think the the England team is probably. I mean, the front four are probably going to be Kane, Sterling, Saka, um, and then what you put Mount in the middle. Yeah, there's a few. There's a. Mm. There's, there's, I mean, Southgate is very unpredictable, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, you probably right with Saka. Actually, you know, I forget, I forget how how much he played during the Euros. Um, I think Saka, um, I think Emil Smith Rowe and White um, will be. I think he'll be in the squad. squad. I but, think White's um, the interesting conversation. Yeah, like I'm sorry if 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 Tyro Mings is going to the in the squad. He was and Harry Ma- Harry Maguire. Is it John Stones and Maguire? Are they yeah. are back too. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I'd like to see. Uh, I think we need to see a bit more of Ben White. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I'm a, a big fan of his, but yeah, I, I think he should be in the squad. He's not. Yeah, he's 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 got a long way to go. I think. Yeah, I don't think he's at that level just yet, where he's going to be our sort of number one choice for for England. Mm. Yeah, I, I I don't think he's number one choice, but I do think he should be in the squad and yeah. he should be nurtured that way. Um, quick fire question. Shreyasby10 says, is Cedric providing good competition for Tommy Asu? I'm going to say no. Uh, he's had a couple of good games. So it is a good question right because back. he had been okay. 
Um, but I only remember too well how much has that stung us in the past. So I'm going to have to sit Yeah. As soon as Tommy Ass is fit, he's back in the team, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, let's do one more last question. We're going for a bit. Go on, pick a silly one. Pick a silly one. Um, Let's finish off nicely. Is there a silly one left? I think I've already asked a silly one. You've asked a silly one. Oh, I know. Who would win in in a scrap between all the current Arsenal players? Top three. That is a that is a vintage, Tanya absolutely Fozard. vintage Tanya Fozard question. <laughs> she, she needs her own like um, podcast. No, you know when you have like a little jingle. Have what's Tanya <laughs> Fozard's question this week? Speak to your editor. Get get that. Yeah. Get onto that. Get it. Get it done. We should get it done. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like it. Anyway, um, who who would win in this crap? Okay, so. Between all current Arsenal players, so what, I'm thinking like Royal Rumble kind of situation. Are they, are they scrapping amongst themselves? King right? of the Ring, yeah, sounds like it. Top three, it's the last three standing of the whole squad. I mean, Gabriel, Gabriel he's... Ramsdale. I, I think maybe Lacazette because he's bloody. He's a hard man. He's a hard man. What's about Xhaka though? Yeah, but I think he. he Remember... I don't. I don't think he'd like to get his hair. Don't forget that Xhaka used to look after his brother's keys. So, like, you know, he's pretty pretty hard. Gabriel solid. I would say Klasenach, but he's gone. Yeah. Um, I'm saying Gabriel, Ramsdale, Lacazette. Oh, no. It's Gabriel, Xhaka, and Lacazette. Yeah. Flip it, though. Who, who, would, be the first, what the, who would be the three people you'd least want to be in a rumble with? Least? Oh, I see. The people who would be worst. Yeah. Uh, Cedric, obviously. Just he looks like he'd cry if you threw a feather at him. Um, Partey, really? I think he's just quite I've, like. Uh, I think yeah. he's quite like he just seems really sweet and just like when he speaks, he's just like. <laughs> oh, I I'd say Eddie, Eddie, right? Yeah. Eddie, oh yeah, Eddie, easy. I wouldn't. I'd say Saka though. Saka's so nice. No, but he, oh, he's got a yeah. No, that's true. That's true. What about, I mean, so who else is in the squad? I mean, I reckon Pepe couldn't hold a fight. Oh, you know what? Yeah, Pepe, Pepe Saka, and um, I'd say even maybe like Ben White, because he's such a pretty such a pretty boy. Yeah, Ben White, yeah, that's true. We also overlooked Tierney in a scrap. Oh, God. Tierney in a scrap. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, no, I'm completely... All, in, all, in all weathers as well. He wouldn't it's be right. faced. Tierney, Gabriel, and... Uh, mate, actually, I do think Xhaka would be hard as nails. I just think he would. I think Ramsdale was probably solid. Yeah, as well. Ramsdale would be like everyone's dad, and you come and just sort it out, wouldn't he? He's like, listen, listen, come on, you. He'd stop the fight, but he'd like hold everyone's heads apart by four hands or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, another another Tanya Fozard special. And let's leave it there. Good week. Good speaking to you, mate. It's good to be back. Always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure. Never a um, yeah, and uh, yeah, in the Clock End podcast, everybody go listen to it. It's great. It's, you know, pure, pure vibes. You get to listen to me more waffle on about things I don't know. Lucky, <laughs> Anything about. Lucky them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, look, we've got, we got Wolves next. Predictions. Can I hold you to any predictions? I'm going to go 2-1. I'm going to go 2-1 as well. I think, actually, no, I can't do that. Can I? 2-0. 2-0. They've been on a good run. We're the only one, they've, they've won five out of six. We're the only ones they didn't beat. And I think they're going to be feeling good and very um, very up for it, considering what happened last time. Particularly, I, I kind of want to see them win, 
just to see how they'd celebrate it at the end and then their reaction to it. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, I don't. Just I, I I really hope that we have fireworks and flags and back some yeah. kind of maybe like diving off the roof of the Emirates oh, into the stadium. Honestly, if we party win, poppers, yeah, 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 we should we should go nuts. We should get a trophy. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, we made right? our own trophy after beating Wolves. That would have been that just. just I, I, I are you going to get? Ruben Neves is facing you? it, huh? Are you going to Wolves? I don't have a ticket, but I would like to go. You'll be able to get one. You should go Easy. and take a trophy. Obviously, yeah. could backfire. We beat Wolves two thousand. No, no, of course we did beat them two weeks ago. So I think um, with Ruben Neves' face on it, they they don't score many. But they don't see many. So they are a tough team to break down. Mm, but we're going into it with, you know, fit a fit team, home advantage. I think, yeah, I think, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. I'm quite confident. Um, I'm happen. debating going now. Now that you're going, I wasn't oh, going to go. Know, mate. Let me know. If we can sit together, it's just getting home after the game is a bit of a fan. Yeah, yeah, that is a bit of a nightmare. Have to figure it out. Um, figure it out. Figure it out, mate. You'll probably save the money, really. Watch it at home. Got this, mate. Well, <laughs> either way, let me know what you're doing. Everybody else, let me know if you're going as well. It should be very exciting. And uh, let's hope for a good win. Uh, have a good week. Have a good weekend, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>